Hi, this is Sensei James Leonelli from Sensei's Weekly Mindset, and I'm here to talk to you about BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball, soccer, and esports. Don't forget my personal favorite, MMA. We've got it all on BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, we can help you find those on BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. And don't forget Bet Online for NHL, boxing, golf, and like I said, my personal favorite, the sport of MMA. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Life isn't always easy, and you don't have to face it alone. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service, and it's 100% online. With BetterHelp, you have access to a network of over 25,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of needs. To get started, you simply answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy. That way, BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. Then you talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether it's via text, chat, phone, or video call. You can message your therapist at any time and schedule live sessions when it's most convenient for you. The best part is, if your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you, more scheduling flexibility, and at a more affordable price, all from the comfort at home. To start your journey and to get 10% off of your first month, go to betterhelp.com slash sensei. That's better, H-E-L-P dot com slash sensei. BetterHelp, you deserve to be happy. Hi guys, Sensei James Leonelli here to talk to you about another one of our sponsors, LMNT, an electrolyte drink mix. Each one of these little packets gives you exactly what you need to keep you as hydrated as all us athletes like to be. If you're like me, you work out a lot, and when you work out a lot, you also sweat a lot. Now, when we sweat, we don't lose just water, of course. We also sweat out salt. We sweat out electrolytes. So each one of these packets contains 1,000 milligrams of sodium, 200 milligrams of potassium, and 60 milligrams of magnesium, giving you everything that you need in order to maintain optimal hydration and nothing that you don't. So to go online, place an order for your sample pack, and to get yourself a bonus free sample pack, you're going to go to this website right here, elementallabs.refr.cc slash James Leonelli. You're going to see this down in the video below, but I'll say it one more time for you, elementallabs.refr.cc slash James Leonelli. Again, it's a tasty electrolyte drink mix with everything you need and nothing that you don't. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Sensei's Weekly Mindset. I'm Sensei James Leonelli, owner and head instructor of Tiger Shawlands here in Smithtown. Once again, I am back in my home recording space, ready to give you guys this week's food for thought, among many other things. Um, so I wanted to start out this week uh, as we kick off the 60-day challenge, hoping that many of you guys are a part of it, and if you are a part of it, that you're listening uh, 
today hopefully to, just to get a little bit more mental motivation in addition to the awesome webinars that our uh, 60 day coaches are putting out there um, if you're not a part of the 60 day challenge with the panel and everything like that that's okay i'm sure your school's going to do a great job with it uh, if you are part with the panels like my school and several others then by all means i hope we're running into this thing full steam ahead ready to give our absolute everything uh, to this challenge so we can see exactly what a difference 60 days can make uh, i'm doing a lot of work with the 60 day panel to make sure everything's as organized and we're on top of things as possible so uh, hopefully we can make an absolutely fantastic challenge and have some unbelievable um, after pictures and unbelievable health and wellness habits that people build for their lifetime starting in these 60 days. Um, <clears throat> today, not actually wearing any tiger. This is one of my school COC shirts uh, that one of the parents made every uh, COC time. But again, check out Tiger, tigergear.com for all the Tiger Shulman's apparel that is available uh, and all the gear that you could ever want about everything. <laughs> all right, so let's move on into today's mindset. And this mindset comes from a thought I was talking to the kids in my school about, and it's it's a little piggybacked off of something uh, that Sensei Muna Holland, one of the panel coaches, said in our first webinar this past week that I think was absolutely fantastic and I want to share with you guys. So with that in mind, um, it, the topic I was talking to uh, the kids in my school about was the idea of holding yourselves to high standards, right? And that it's something that martial artists do. Right? People don't come to class and put in a moderate effort. Right? They're not looking to stay the same. They're looking, to, they're looking to get themselves better every class. They're looking to make sure that they're putting in their absolute best effort to every class that they come into. That's an important part of the process. That's how we get better at our skills. And it's, it's a mentality that stays with us during class. Right? You never see someone who's trying to just coast who's just barely trying to get by and because I, I don't think that's a helpful thing or a helpful thought uh, instead i think that when someone comes onto the mat they're trying to get themselves better it's something that they're after right they're after improvement sure at first if you're a brand new beginner and um you are taking class for the first couple times yeah maybe, maybe your mindset incorrectly might be on survival i have to get through this class i have to make it through oh my god i'm gonna die you won't we'll carry you through don't you worry but I can understand that mindset in the beginning. But after a while, your mindset comes to improvement. And that's one of the beautiful things about training in martial arts. Even if you're just taking our Tiger Shulman's beginner kickboxing class, you're striving to get better at the skills that you're doing. You're not just doing those things in order to just do them. You're trying to get yourself better from them. You're trying to make sure that your skills are growing, that you're getting faster, that you get more powerful, more accurate, and you're doing the technique better and better. With that in mind, it's really important as well that we take this mindset to each part of the training in the class, the physical, you know, the strikes that we're throwing in that beginner kickboxing class. And then additionally, onto the strength training portion of the class and the stretching portion of the class, because each of those things will allow us to get that much more of both those two, two things, our strength and conditioning to a higher level, as well as, of course, our flexibility to a higher level by constantly working with that mindset of trying to do the best we possibly can in all three of those, it's going to have a double-handed effect, right? First, there's going to be the physiological benefits. As you concentrate on making sure that your technique is better and that you're getting better skill-wise, well, of course, you're going to get better skill-wise. But 
you're also reinforcing a feedback loop. You're reinforcing a mindset. That's the other half of the coin, right? When you're throwing that last jab cross and you don't feel like you really can, you don't feel like you have the energy to do it, but you do it anyway, you're building in your mind the ability to push that little bit extra. I was having a conversation uh, on Saturday with a young man who used to work for me uh, in my school and uh, now is back training in school, him and his young son. And he was talking about, he was coming back from being sick and he's like, you know, he goes, I have to remind myself sometimes that I don't need 110%, that, you know, I, I don't need to go to that next year. But he goes, but that's just so ingrained in me. It's just so who I am that if I come on the mat and I don't give 110%, I feel like I'm letting myself down. You know, coming back from being sick, maybe that's a little extreme, but I think that mindset serves him well. And I think it serves most people well. Because again, it, it creates that double-sided, uh, that double-sided benefit where of course you're getting the physiological benefits. Your technique is getting better. Your skills are getting better. Your strength and conditioning is getting better. Your endurance is getting better. All of these things is happening by pushing at that 110%, but also being the type of person that pushes at 110% is part and parcel of that mindset. So by working that, not only are you getting your physiological benefits, but more importantly, in my opinion, you're getting your psychological benefits. We talked last week about how doing things you don't want to do can grow the anterior cortex, uh, anterior, oh no, the ACC in your brain, we'll call it for short. <laughs> go back and, and, uh, and find that for me so you guys uh, know exactly what I'm talking about. Go back, listen to last week's episode. You'll know exactly what I'm talking about. But there's a structure in the brain that grows by challenging yourself and doing hard things. So understanding that, we know there's a physiological benefit in terms of health and wellness, in terms of martial arts skills. But of course, there's also the benefit of that mindset of the person who does not give up when they're tired. And I think that identity when you're a martial artist is a super important idea because it's what we do when we step onto that mat. When we step onto the mat, we try to get ourselves better. We're trying to do everything we can to make ourselves that, that little bit extra better, right? Just to do that, that little bit more. And I think it's that mindset that makes us better, that makes us able to do more. And I'm, you know, I'm all about that in everything that I do. Um, it's why I set ambitious goals for myself. It's why I, I work uh, the way that I work on anything that I work on. Um, and it's really important to me that I do that. And I think that bleed over is such an important concept in what I'm talking about, because what happens is, you know, my mat is 1,330 square feet. So you step onto the 1,330 square feet and you assume this identity of the person who pushes themselves, of the person who's going to give 110%, of the person who's going to do more than they thought they could, who's going to do more than they think that they can, even in that moment. And what happens is as you start to identify yourself as that person while you're in class, you also start to, uh, to identify yourself like that person off of the mat as well. And that's where that bleed over happens. All right? and Sensei Holland in our, our first weekly Power Hour webinar was talking about being the, taking the identity of the person who, blah, 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 who achieves that. And I think that goes part and parcel with a martial artist, right? Um, like I, I watch how people, certain people train, you know, 
I see how our Tiger Shulman's fighters train. I see how some of the fighters from Flex Fights train. You know, the effort, the energy that they put in, the sessions, multiple sessions that they're doing, not just martial arts a day, but strength and conditioning, how they're restrictive and how they eat, how they always push themselves, even when, you know, their, their body might say no mas, but their brain says, you know, little more. They have that mindset of the person who does extra, who works at a high level. And that, that's a hugely important mindset. That's the type of thing that leads to greater results. If we think about this in terms of the, like, to go back to what I was talking about in the beginning, the 60 day challenge, where we're challenging ourselves to higher levels of health and wellness, uh, health and fitness, and nutrition and fitness, and all that, and all part and parcel of that. As that happens, um, we, what we have to realize is we're, challenging ourselves to do that on the mat we're pushing ourselves to that 110 percent and the other half of, of wellness and fitness is nutrition recovery all those things so understanding that the, the training aspect and the the fueling and recovery aspect are two halves of the same kind being able to do the one on the mat really really well where we're trying to push ourselves at 110 percent we're over here we're working our butt off and when we're tired, we throw that next round kick anyway. And when our arms are gassed, we do that next push-up anyway. When we find ourselves feeling fatigued, we don't find a way to slow down. We find a way to push through. When that's the case, that translates right over to the other half as well. Right? That mindset is why people who train so hard are usually able to get a good handle on the other end, on the, the fuel and recovery aspect of fitness. I, when, when you can easily push out that last push-up, that last round kick, it's easier to make that same kind of level of smart decision-making when it comes to your nutrition, where you start thinking about like, hey, you know, I know I'm craving this, but I'm not the type of person who gives into that craving. I work too hard on the mat. I know I got to be the type of person who doesn't give into that craving, who doesn't give into that momentary weakness. It starts to become part and parcel of who you are. It starts to become, you know, one of the adjectives, if you will, that you use to describe yourself when you picture yourself in your mind. Because our self-image is among the most valuable things that we have when it comes to determining future outcomes. I'm going to say that again. Our self-image is one of the most valuable things that we have when it comes to, uh, to determining future accomplishments. Right? Because when you see yourself already as the type of person who does X and Y and Z, or who is, is not afraid of doing the work necessary to get there, or any other number of other things, it's that much easier to destroy most of the obstacles that most people put in their way. Right? There was this meme floating around for a while, and it was talking about people who achieve their goals and people who don't. And um, you know, it, it said something to the effect of, the only thing that stands between you and the person that you want to be is the BS story that you tell yourself about why it can't happen. And I think that's a very powerful mindset. I think it's a very powerful idea because we know failure, failure is not something that kills that kills dreams it's doubt doubt kills far more dreams than failure ever will people don't see themselves as the type of person who can accomplish that goal that they see in front of them right they don't see themselves as the type of person who can not give in to those food cravings they don't see themselves as the type of people who can't 
you know, uh, uh, make this, make the ch the changes to their routine to build their recovery, to get that that to drink only water and, and you know a little bit of coffee to get themselves through their day. They don't see themselves as the type of person who can say no to cake or alcohol or all that other jazz that might be thrown their way. And because that's how they imagine themselves, that is the destiny that th that they follow. Other people have the identity of they are the person who will make the stronger choice. They are the person who will do the harder thing. They are the person who will make that right choice even when things are hard. And it is that mentality that leads to that person achieving again and again and again and again. Uh, and this goes back to uh, an, an idea that we've discussed many times on the podcast before. Uh, and it, it, it's the it's from the book, the book of Ten Rings, right? When you know broadly, when you know the way broadly, you can see it in all things. When you know the way broadly, you can see it in all things. In other words, when you know how to work hard at one thing, when you know how to achieve, how to accomplish, how to master in one thing, you can apply that same mentality to anything that you do. It's why we are now seeing more of a, a um, pour over, if you will, of people who are very successful in the business world, in the acting world, pour over into other things. Uh, notably, the, the first example that comes to my head is Tom Hardy, a very, very accomplished actor with, frankly, nothing to prove to anybody. You know, the guy's always been in good shape. He's a very good actor. He's very successful financially. You know, I don't do his bookkeeping, but I'm sure the man does really well for himself. And yet he's out at jiu-jitsu tournaments, you know, like once a month. He's, you know, a, a purple belt, I believe, in jiu-jitsu. And the man trains his tail off and then he goes out and he competes again and again and again and again. And, you know, he's putting himself out there against anybody and everybody. You know, there's, there's no doubt that, you know, people recognize who he is. And that probably, you know, some people that might intimidate, some people that might put a bullseye on him, like, hey, I tapped out Bane. You know, it's a pretty, pretty good feather under my cap, right? But nonetheless, he has nothing to prove to anyone. But there is that mindset of, I am the guy who does hard things. I am the guy who, who lives excellence in everything that I do. You can see in his work, that's how he views himself. But now by putting himself out there in terms of, uh, of competing, it's another, it's a, another thing uh, along that same mindset. He's putting himself out there. He's holding himself to high standards. He's winning a lot of these tournaments, which uh, to me is just a, a kind of cool thing. When you think about someone who was very, very successful, competing at that level and i think it shows it's kind of proof of concept right you don't become an amazing actor unless you put a lot of work into it unless you view yourself as an amazing actor unless you view yourself as the type of person who puts in the work to play a part amazingly and then you know put the work into your lines put the work into your delivery your body language and everything that does that that hard work ethic that you have to get to that place no different than mastery of jujitsu or mastery of kickboxing or real mastery of anything. That, you know, shut up, put your head down and work mentality, that translates through big time. But it all comes back to a self-identity. I identify myself as the person who does hard things. I don't give up when things are tough. Look, and it all comes back to that self-identity. And I think that is the first step in anything, right? Think about this in a more juvenile sense. It'll help you wrap your head around it because it's an important concept, right? Uh, um, if you guys have kids or if you've ever interacted with kids, especially around homework time, you get the kids who start doing a homework and they have a hard time with a problem. And 
what's one of the first things out of their mouth? Like if they're doing math homework, for example, and they're not getting the math quite right and having a hard time doing it, what do they start saying? I'm just terrible at math. I'm no good at math. I, immediately there's the self-identity. I identify as the kind of kid who's bad at math. Right? And if we defeat that mindset immediately and teach the, the kid that they can learn anything, that there's no such thing as a kid who's bad at math, just a person who needs a little more work on it, then that self-identity changes and the outcome for that person changes. You know, I was speaking last night to my instructor group about a parent that I, I had a, a slight disagreement with you know, a year or two ago about his young man. And, and his young man was, was uh, I think, six years old at the time, if I recall correctly. And he kept explaining to me how his son was six years old with ADHD. And his son was six years old with ADHD. And I said, I don't see six years old ADHD. I see your son. Right? I see, I don't want to say his name, but like, I see Johnny. And I teach Johnny. I don't teach a six-year-old ADHD. I teach Johnny. And I know what Johnny is capable of. And I, den I, I don't identify him as a six-year-old with ADHD. I identify him as him. And he, we can build abilities into. Six-year-old ADHD, well, that's a crutch. That's a reason that he can't accomplish things. That's a mindset that if we put in his mind, that's who he is. Well, that's, who, that's all he'll ever be. And to me, that's so backwards. Why would we put a crutch or a limitation on that? On the, the other end of the spectrum, you look at Catalina, who's in my school, who, uh, who is the, the old colloquialism was high-functioning autistic. Um, she's an autism spectrum disorder is now how it is referred to. Um, but nonetheless, um, when you speak to Catalina, she will tell you, you know, I, you know I, I have autism. I have a hard time understanding people sometimes. But she, she's like, then we'll go on to list to you all the things she does, how she does theater and singing and all this other stuff, and, you know, including but not limited to martial arts and all the plates that she spins. And she talks about that freely, openly. But because that ASD, that autism spectrum disorder, is no limitation on her. It's part of who she is, but it's not who she is. There's no limits on her. And that's, to me, that, that's more of the mindset that, that we need to, to look at. That's the mindset we would look to emulate. Uh, you think about it, think about this in an extreme example, right? A fighter enters the cage. Now, they could be an amateur fighter with zero fights. And you know the most common thing I see uh, when, I when I send my questionnaire out to fighters who are making their debut and, you know, what are your long-term goals in fighting? I'm going to be a world champion. I'm going to be the best ever this waiter. You know, I'm going to be the best ever. I'm going to be the name everybody remembers of fighting. But they're going in there, debut fight, they already thinking that they're the best fighter in the world. Now, we know that that's not reality. They're not there yet. You know, but that identity that they have allows them to train that hard, allows them to, to fear their opponent less, to put in the work that they think that person puts in. They act as if they're already that person. The smart ones do. Some people think they're already that person, so they don't need to do the work. But that's, uh, you know, that's far less common. Instead, the intelligent ones say, you know, I am that person. So I'm going to work like that person works. This is a lesson that I learned a long, long time ago. You know, my father always taught me similar to this, that, you know, you might not always be, you know, the person who runs the show, but you should always work like you are. You should work like you care the most in the whole place. Like you are that person whose name is in the front of the building. Like it's your reputation that you're, that, uh, 
you're representing because at the end of the day you always kind of are because even if you are only a cog you know a cog in the machine that cog still has a name and that person still interacts with other people and you do have a reputation to those other people so to me it all comes back to that double-ended relationship we talked about right how when we push ourselves physically because to me it's it's the easiest way to develop this self-image you know i don't think you can think of yourself as a person who does tough things if you don't regularly do tough things so i think by getting on the mat and training and pushing out those extra push-ups or those extra squats or those extra you know crunches or the extra round kick or extra punches that you don't feel like you have the energy to do that you don't visualize yourself as you don't feel like you can do but you do it anyway then it's much easier to start to build that image and it doesn't happen overnight it's not like you go from the person like i'm the person who sits on the couch and does nothing to i'm the person who never stops and always trains my hardest no it's one class at a time and that capacity grows over time my mentality is much different as a 40 year old man than it was as a 23 year old young man that it was as a 13 year old kid you know i started training martial arts and I, I thought certain things but now i'm 40 and i know a lot of different things um and my mindset is is far different than it was when i was young and i think that mindset is what allows a person to be successful in everything that's what translates that's the martial arts mindset to me that translates to every area of a person's life if they're a kid they do amazing in school in sports at home if they're an adult their home life is unbelievable their work life is unbelievable their relationships are unbelievable you know what they do with themselves financially and so forth that's really important so nonetheless i want you to work on developing that mindset this week and then even more importantly i want you to develop on letting it bleed over into every area of your life think about who that person is who you are on the mat and then think about how that person would act off the mat right and then more importantly act as if so that's all i have for you guys this week as always you can reach me via email senseileonelli at gmail.com you can find me on facebook i'm sensei james leonelli on twitter and instagram i'm at sensei underscore leonelli excuse me you can find my school online at tskSmithtown.com. On Facebook, we're at facebook.com slash TigerShulmanSmithtown. Twitter and Instagram, we are at TSMMA underscore Smithtown. You can find out more about the Tiger Shulman's organization as a whole at tsk.com. Find the podcast on Instagram at Sensei's Weekly Mindset. Find everywhere I'm on the internet, everything Flex Fights, everything Tiger Shulman's, all of our sponsors at my link tree, linktr.ee slash Sensei there uh, speaking to sponsors there are sponsorship opportunities available reach out to me in any of the ways that i gave you uh, other than that make sure that you guys subscribe get your new episodes every wednesday leave a rate and review just helps most importantly make sure that you guys share the podcast it is the single greatest compliment you can give me it's the only form of advertising that i have so i very much appreciate when i see you do it thank you very much so with that in mind my friends until next time invest in yourselves I'll see you guys on the mat.